is Nicholas Perez. I am Ben Perez, and we are the Fox Box Brothers Podcast. Nicholas, we have a good show for everyone today. We are going to be talking about Daniel Ricardo's return to the F1 grid, talk a little bit about Silly Season, and then we'll close it out and be back to you again with the Hungaro Ring this upcoming week. So before we get into all that, how are you doing today? I'm doing incredible. How are you doing? Not too bad. I am glad that we were able to get on the the call this morning. And there's been a lot. Well, actually, not necessarily a lot of news leading up to the Hungar Ring. But the biggest news is Daniel Ricardo is coming back to the F1 grid. He is now officially replacing Nick DeFries down at Alphatari. They saw enough at Red Bull and doing his tire test being the kind of show driver this year. And they were like, he has the pace. We've gotten all those kinks out of that he had from McLaren. And we think that he's ready to be one of the best drivers on the grid again. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. The turnaround that happened. Mm-hmm between just helmet marco seeing the test scores and or christian horner just seeing the test scores and calling up helmet marco and just being like hey daniel's pretty fast and helmet marco being, oh he is and then calling nick devries and having him kicked out of a seat that's just that's that's so crazy that that is how you lose your seat at red bull yeah i mean he wasn't a red bull he doesn't have that red bull Red Bull loyalty. I mean, granted, I don't know if Red Bull has any loyalty because they'll cut ties <laughs> quicker than anyone on the grid and not giving them a chance because we saw it with Gasly and Albon when they weren't able to perform. But uh, with him not having that background and coming up through their academy, he had less of a leg to stand on. And because he hadn't been performing well in that AlphaTauri seat, especially compared to Yuki Tsunoda. There was just no incentive to keep him around versus getting someone that they know has is quicker and is going to help bring at least a few more points to that AlphaTauri seat. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Red Bull goes through drivers like Ferrari goes through engines, so it's not... <laughs> There's not much you can do about it. I mean, I feel bad. And the funny thing was, is that Nick DeVries was supposed to keep silent about it. But he went to the press and leaked it. So it was just mm. a very interesting thing that yeah. happened. And it, like, we don't see this to happen that much. Like mid driver switches. Yeah, especially but not for- before the summer break. I think that was the the biggest thing is. It happened so early in the season versus happening a month from now. Or I guess two races from now. And I mean, they, I mean, they were like, Helmut Marco said, there's not much more you can do with three or two more races. So Mm -hmm. it was just a very interesting thing to happen. And it was completely unexpected because I, I knew for me personally, I knew Daniel Ricardo was going into that tire test and then for him to lap mm-hmm. supposedly on the front row is just crazy. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I don't, it will, that report of him lapping on the front row, I want to see him compete in a F1 
seat again on a Saturday and Sunday before we just start leapfrogging because uh, leapfrogging him above everyone else. But it it was great fanfare to see Daniel Ricardo be quick again. Because um, I know even with the signing of Nick DeFries, I think it was I I've been on the fence like I've been a staunch Nick hater not necessarily that I want him to do bad but I just didn't think that he had what it took to get into F1 and he has been around for ages he's not a young driver he's 28 and you would think that if he did have the talent to compete week in and week out with the best drivers in the world then he would have gotten a opportunity much earlier similar to what Leclerc, George Russell, and now we're seeing what Piastri is doing um, on the F1 grid. So it was a bit impulsive. And I know Horner and Marco had quite the argument uh, when they like signed them. You heard that report come out, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they were yelling or not. I don't know if it was a yelling, but they definitely disagreed on who or whether they should sign Nick DeFries after the race in Monza, where he came in and replaced Albon and helmet Marco was like, yep, yeah, let's sign him. Horner was like, absolutely not. And helmet Marco had the last the last call. But I think that was partly because they didn't get Colton Herta from IndyCar last year with the that debacle of the supercar points. Yeah. Do you think they would have kept Colton Herta longer? Or... Oh, absolutely. I also don't think that Colton Herta would be as bad as Nick DeFries is. Yeah, I mean, I'm really like interested to see what happens with that AlphaTauri team because I know they aren't funding it anymore. Mm-hmm. I know Red Bull is like, yeah, we're we're not going to fund it anymore. Um, so I don't know when that takes like effect mm-hmm. and who becomes the title sponsor of that AlphaTauri team. Yeah. So I am just really intrigued uh, to what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, with Alvatari, I think it's do like this is do or die for Yuki and Daniel, because it's if Daniel outcompetes Yuki in these last the last half of the season, then Daniel has a spot at least at Alvatari, but he would have the opportunity to go somewhere else as well. If Yuki outperforms Daniel Ricardo, then Danny's out of a seat. Like he's not going to be back in F1 if he loses to Yuki the last half of the season. If they're on par with each other, that's the only way that I see them both sticking around F1 is if they have a Mm -hmm. really close battle race, but it's do or die for both of these drivers. And then um, it's just who's going to be their replacement for next year. So here's the thing. I've seen multiple people say this, but from now on, it's a clean sheet in uh, Yuki's. Yuki has zero points. Daniel has zero points. Whoever does better gets the second Red Bull seat for next year. Yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, I haven't seen that, but I've heard it. Well, actually, that's that's lied. So, yes, I have heard that. The winner of this AlphaTauri seat is going to be a main competitor to getting that Red Bull seat. They, it seems like Checo is on his way out. I know he still has one more year under contract, but we see how loyal the 
one-year contracts out are. I mean, Danny Rick got bought out of his, so I wouldn't be surprised if Red Bull was like, hey, we're going to buy you out of yours, check out, and bring someone else in. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. In addition to Yuki and Daniel, I've also heard that Red Bull's in talks with Lando and Charles for that seat, which is, you heard it here on our podcast first. We've been talking about that for a while of Red Bull trying to go after one of the two best drivers on the grid outside Wait. of Mercedes. So funny thing was, is it was like Lando top. Um, it was like a news article on Twitter. It was like Lando top, top prospect for Ferrari. And then uh, I forget what Lando said, but he had a very quitty remark. Mm-hmm. And so Lando is yeah. one of my favorites right now. Yeah. Do you think that mm-hmm. he would, if he had his choices between staying at McLaren, going to Ferrari, or going to Red Bull, where do you think he goes? Stays, or if he had the option to go to Red Bull? Yeah, yeah. He so would he go has, to Red Bull. He has I think he would go to Red Bull. There. Okay. So, I mean, he's going to be there for the next, like, two years. I think the biggest question about Red Bull is is their engine going to be good in 2026 with the new engine regulations that are coming through? So would Lando take that risk just for the 24-25 season and then risk being a what happened to Merck and dropping down if the Ford Red Bull engine program doesn't go to plan? I mean, I just, we really have no clue because... It's so interesting, all of the all of the what ifs. And if you play this what if game, because Lewis Hamilton could not be a seven time world championship if he didn't go to Mercedes at Mm -hmm. the time he did jump ship to Mercedes. Everyone called him dumb. Everyone called him a fool. Same with Sebastian Vettel going to Red Bull. It's just it's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a gamble for all of these drivers to take and which who which engineer like which constructor do you think is going to actually do well because i know ferrari is going to build a super fast engine even though there's like you said earlier well no 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 listen because ferrari does build a fast engine this one is not reliable that they have but in the 2022 season they had the pace to compete with red bull it they just dnf too many times and strategy took him out of a lot of the races the Merck has a reliable car it's not as good as the Ferrari or the Honda Red Bull engine but you see that it's more it's probably more aerodynamics than anything because McLaren and Aston are now being able to at least start to close up the gap they're still like 0.3 seconds a lap behind Red Bull Um, and then you have Audi coming in. Technically, you still have Renault as well with their Alpine, but out of those three, I think because Ford is newer into, I guess, making the return to F1 compared to having a good foundation in it, Red Bull is, to me, the most at risk for everything. Like, for dropping down the the grid because it's going to be relying on a lot of battery power uh, with this, the new hybrid V6 engines that they have. Yeah, the whole engine debate is going to be definitely 
interesting mm-hmm. because no one's done it before. And mm-hmm. the point in F1 history, everything is changing. We're going to be on a new fuel source. Everything is going to be different. Mm-hmm. So I just really have no clue what is going to happen in these next like couple months because they could get it all right. They could lose it all too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, well, we'll see. I know we're dealing with hypothetical scenarios, but that's, that's essentially what, what we talk about most of the time is what ifs and <laughs> trying to predict the future. Um, so yes, there, there's going to be a lot of change. I just see, mercedes and ferrari being able to do better with the new engine regulations and then a newcomer in audi and red bull but then um i say that and then i remember when mercedes came in with the their 2013 engine was that Mm -hmm. 2014 2014 engine and it was just a rocket ship when they went over to the twin turbo v6 engines hybrid engines yeah, same with Braun, BP, mm-hmm. and everything. So it's you not, know, not impossible to come out of the gate swinging as a new manufacturer. Yep. So yeah, yeah. all right. I'm so really intrigued about that. So now, if where do you see everyone else? I know we're like a little bit early with silly season, but it has started with Daniel Ricardo. Where do you think everyone lands for next year? So the biggest names: Leclerc, Lando and hamilton because of the top top three teams yeah 100 percent. i think um leclerc may not be a ferrari boy anymore yeah where does he go if he's not a ferrari i see there's just no open spots towards the front of a glid grid 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 say he quit i can't speak right now but i say he either takes lh's spot and lh retires yeah because I don't think Lewis Hamilton is going to want to stay much longer in F1, even though he he says he wants the eighth world championship. But I just don't know how big his drive is to keep doing it, because especially if you're Toto and you're just listening to him complain and complain about a car, it's just super interesting throughout a whole race of how much he just complains about the car, especially in Austria. Yeah. Do you, well, do you think was, that's, well, do you think that's because he, we just hear it more often because Mercedes is one of the biggest teams. So we just listen to those radio messages more compared to hearing someone further down the grid complain about their car. Cause I know I've heard Lando and Max complain and Max, even Max complains about his car, even though he's 20 seconds in front of everyone else. No. Okay. But the, F1, the, F1, F1 drivers just like to complain. <laughs> No, I think the Max thing was definitely more him just wanting to talk to someone because he was twenty he seconds out ahead. There. He he was he was bored. He was because he wasn't even complaining about the car. Mm-hmm. He just was like, "Man, the wind is the wind is something out here." And then Christian was on the phone talking to him. He was like, "Yeah, Max, uh, there's not much we can do about it." He was, "I I know, I know. It's just the the wind is quiet." It's, it's it's breezy out here and hearing that just how casual everything is because a lot of times when people come on the mics they're yelling us real quick mm-hmm. oh my tires are shot oh everything mm-hmm. but max coming on the on the mic and just being oh it's a bit of a breezy day yeah anyone lose a hat 
And so, uh, yeah, he's just, just casually driving out there. But yeah, I I get what you're you're saying. Like, he, yeah, I, I guess maybe I just pick out uh, selectively here each time that he's talking about his brakes going out or not having good enough tires. But at Silverstone, but I mean. Lewis also had shot tires at the end of that race too, when they put them both on the softs to do that last like 15 lap stint. Yeah, it was just, uh, it's really interesting because I feel like Charles Leclerc has outgrown Ferrari. Yeah. I think he needs to go. I think he needs to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I, I think that he, he makes a move. I don't think that Hamilton retires this year, though. I think he might look for an opportunity elsewhere and to grow the team. What? So, like, maybe they could do a swap. And because of the rumors that we were talking about even last week, Hamilton going to Ferrari and then Leclerc would be available to take that number one seat. Um, if he did, who do you think would win in a one-on-one battle, him or George? Leclerc and George, yeah, uh, I don't know. Leclerc on his day is just there's something else about him. Like he's so hard to pass when he's on and when he's on the right strategy and his team hasn't screwed him over. Yeah, he is an amazing and quick driver. Now the only thing with George to me is a scam. I, still, I, I feel I, I still I don't believe in George. Yeah, I don't think he can lead a team, and I don't. Like for me personally, I don't think he's all that. I think oh, a lot of yeah, his... just not a F three champion in his first year, an F two champion in his first year. I'm saying at the F one level. Yeah. I'm saying at the F one level. He just, I don't know. He doesn't. He there's no like battles with him that I'm like watching it. I'm going. What about wow, the these... what about his sprint race with uh, Verstappen when he punctured his sidewall? Uh, earlier in the season, and they were going wheel to wheel. But Max didn't have half of his downforce. Well, that's because George hit him coming yeah, out of so the. I'm the saying thing. like that. I'm saying like he he can. I'm saying that George can battle and wants to battle the, but, the front. But you saw, but you saw what happened at the end. George hit him. Yes, George did hit him. So like they crashed. That's why I'm saying I don't believe because when George fights someone, it's to the death. And I think I everyone, seen... everyone fights to the death. Like, have you seen Esteban Ocon fight? He'll right, shake but someone. Es- but he'll shake his Ocon, own teammate. That's, that's different because he's yeah, not at a Mercedes and he's not but he's the, a Mer- that's not the Mer- but that's Academy but that's driver. not the but that's not the comparison we're having right now. We're having Leclerc and no, they, um, you were you were saying that George can't lead a team, and he's a fraud. He's sus, and I'm saying yes. that he has the pace and he has the pedigree to do well in F1, and like he's been right behind Lewis this entire year. I think Lewis is still quicker, and I think Leclerc would come in and be quicker than George, but I think it'd be a close battle. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be mm-hmm. a closer battle to. George to Leclerc than it is from signs to Leclerc. Yes, but I don't think I don't think George is that good because whenever George oh, okay. I was watching his YouTube video, the race, mm-hmm. love them. 
if you do comparisons of when George has beaten Lewis Hamilton, it has all been off of strategy. Throughout the entire races, George's lap times have been overall slower, and he qualified slower. He's always waiting for the curveball to happen. He never beats someone on outright pace. I mean, I, I mean, you, you can like some races, yes, but even in Silverstone last week, George was in a qualified better than Hamilton last week was on the was in front and then he just got caught out by the virtual safety car and then the real safety car after K Mag's engine exploded and Lewis was able to benefit strategy wise from that and have a bit of good luck. But yeah, I mean I don't think that it's all strategy. But I mean if you have numbers and the race said that he has been lapping slower than I hard to argue with math. And statistics. He's just a big gimmick guy. A big gimmick guy. So how far behind was George based on the race's analysis? I have to pull it up, but... Okay. Yeah, I've kind of stopped watching the race after they booted out Matt and... What's-his-face from mm-hmm. WTF1? Yeah. I've, I've stopped watching WTF1 as well. Because well, they took the they took the heart and soul... They took the hosts out. That 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 was WTF one. It wasn't the the stats I came to watch. I came to watch them talk. Yeah, Matt and Tommy. That's that's the people. And it's so funny because they're doing the same show at P one now. Yeah, it's just it's their just, own thing. Yeah, and but they have to change the name. So they're like, oh, we can't call it uh, race rundown anymore. We have to call it the naming people list really quick. So that they don't get copyrighted from, yeah, uh, the race. It's just it's super interesting. Just that whole politic move of what happened there. I just mm-hmm. I really don't understand. No, I think well the race and this is like the race is the big conglomerate that owns all of them. Did you mm-hmm. know that? And then yeah. WTF one was just one of the businesses that they had acquired. So it's. It is a umbrella company, but I think the stockholders and the probably board thought, oh, people are coming to WF1 for the con- like the actual information rather than, oh, they're coming for the host. And I think that's what traditional media doesn't necessarily understand is mm-hmm. you're watching YouTube for the personalities, not so much the content, the content. Uh, whereas, like, if you're doing a morning show and you swap one person out or a couple of people out, then it still goes on public TV. So if we had the Sunday, for example, if we had the Sunday NFL countdown, which has, like, Kurt Menefee, Terry Bradshaw, I think, no, the Strahan's not on there, um, Howie Long and all of them. So if we had just changed the host and the football commentators people would still tune in to fox nfl sunday because it's yeah. public television 100 like it might be a little weird to adjust to at the beginning but you will still get viewers compared to youtube you're going to watch the people talk rather than yeah. the actual show yeah so it's just super interesting of what about what happened in the politics of not only F1, but the politics of all the social media behind yeah. F1. 
Yep. Yeah, it's definitely super interesting. So Leclerc, so finally like, rolling back to that. Leclerc beats Leclerc beats George because George is sus in his first year, is what you're saying too. Yeah, he beats him handily. Okay, then who then Lewis goes to Ferrari. Ferrari keeps signs. Yep. And then uh Red Bull, who goes to does Sergio say or Lando get that seat. I feel like Lando at the current moment stays at McLaren because there's no point. Worked. Yeah, especially if he stays winning. Mm-hmm. There, there's no point for him to leave. Yeah, because yeah. they are they are a dark horse. Mm-hmm. They just haven't been dark horsing recently. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and this is what he was looking like he needed to see out of McLaren to stay with them is their progress and showing that they can get back to the front of the grid. Because it was funny hearing Zach Brown on the pit wall in Silverstone last week and sounded like a kid in the candy shop with both of his drivers (laughs) up in the top five or top four specifically. Um, And I... Fingers crossed that they are able to maintain this form going into the Hungara ring and then Belgium after that, because I want to see more cars. Nick, I want to see good competition. That is a very true statement. I can't wait to see just elite competition throughout the entire grid. It well, just it... imagine how good it would be if Red Bull wasn't a team. <laughs> oh, um, I saw the tick. Uh, there was this TikTok of it, and mm-hmm. it's literally like. The driver standings without, <laughs> Red without Red. yeah, it'd be a three way uh, like battle between Merck, Ferrari, and Aston, and then you'd have McLaren getting in on it now uh, without Red Bull. I or I guess not not even without Red Bull, without Max in the seat. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun. Um, and then anyone lower down the grid that we need to talk. I think K Mag's out. I think Haas finds a new driver for Kevin Magnussen because Hulkenberg's been looking real nice this year. And I think Gunter's out. Gunter's out? Who are you going to bring in as the the team? An IndyCar guy. The IndyCar guy. Mm -hmm. What's the the IndyCar guy's name? I don't know. Who does does he work for? Uh, Are you talking about Colton Herta? No, I'm just saying like in general, they bring in like a team principal from like NASCAR because Gene Haas knows someone. I mean, it's so different from NASCAR to F1. I'm sure that they could probably do it. Zach Brown's done it before. So maybe give me a name next time uh, and then we'll we'll talk about it. But do you think K-Mag keeps his seat? No. Yeah. Who... Because it can't be Mick. Mick's not going to go back to Haas after mm-hmm. they they treated him. And Haas has looked competitive. Like they've been able to score points this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Who do you think takes that seat? Mm-hmm. Danny? I think Daniel could. He would never stoop that low. It It's a much better seat than AlphaTari is going to be next year. Yeah, but here's the thing. He likes Red Bull. 
I'm saying, yeah, I I'm mean, saying he, he likes Red Bull, but if he doesn't get that Red Bull seat next year and they sign Lando Norris, because I'd sign Lando or Charles over Danny just age wise. Um, I think Daniel goes to Haas and then it's him and Hulkenberg again, just reliving the Renault days. Yeah, I just I don't know. Because I think Sargent's Sergeant's safe for another like year. He might get booted if he doesn't improve the second rookie season. Yeah. Um, and then we could see who they pick from. But then Joe might be out. I wouldn't be surprised if someone draw or if Alpha Romeo dropped Joe and then went to get someone else. Well, because so think- remember Alpha Romeo is almost out. Yeah, with Audi. So I could see I could see Lando going to Alpha Romeo, partnering with Batas, and then when it changes over in 2026, then that's when he is gambling on Audi coming in with a fire engine and being able to compete from the start of the start of their time there. Mm-hmm. I was only he leaves. We'll see. Do you want to make a bet that Lando leaves? No. Okay. Yeah, that's our silly season. We'll have more updates uh, after the Hungara ring next week. Uh, but yeah, until then, let's get into our new game next. All right, Ben, do you want to play a game? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the name of the game is trying to get the worst F1 team ever. So you can use past or present drivers up until the 2000s era. We have... You are able to draft two drivers, a team principal, an engine, and pit stops. Okay. Pit stops. Does pit stops include strategy? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So, Ben, you have the first first go. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with my number one driver, and we're just doing, doing bad bad drivers um give me the beaver from canada i'm going to take nicholas latifi with my first pick oh you could pick but i can't believe you left him on the board who give me nikita mazaspin ah yeah the the russian i i didn't even think about him he's he's been so far out of my mind guys that he doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, but Nikita is a good one. Um, with my second driver, let me get I'm trying to think of who was just awful. I give me the person who just joined the F1 grid that I've had no faith in since he just got kicked out of Alphatari. Give me Nick DeFreeze. He's been a back back marker grid. He's 28, no one has faith in him, and he just wasn't able to get anything going any momentum for this f1 season so uh give me 28 yeah well just baby face give me uh, yeah nick defreeze as my second driver to pair latifi i don't know if we're going to get out of uh q q1 this year all right my main man he cost hoss over millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in damages split two cars within four weeks split them in half 
Give me Mick Schumacher. Oh, come on. You're going to do Mick dirty like that? He did get his yeah. first points trying to battle Verstappen. He's like, yes, he crashes a lot, but at least he has more pace than DeFries or Latifi. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's no. not a bad drive. Like, he is a decent driver. Uh, not Michael, but still a little less, less than Ralph. Um, so I'm going to go with a, you said engine, give me yep. a team that is apparently 20 years behind everyone else on the grid. I'm going to go with the once proud racing team. Give me the Dallas Cowboys of F1 Williams racing. Cause they have not done a good job over the last like 20 or like the last like 10 years. And they've, they just- don't have an engine. They've been so slow. They buy an engine, Ben. Well, I okay, so I can't just take the the. Can I just take Williams as a car? Uh, so if sure, I have to yeah. do and so if I have to do engines, there's only like four suppliers there. I guess I have to yeah. take I have to take Renault then. Oh, all right. Yeah, Renault's the slowest of all of the engine suppliers. Like. Hey, you choose yours. Like, if you say Ferrari, then you're wrong because it's oh, fast. No. It's just not reliable. It blows up. Yeah, but it's, right, it's anyway. Still there. Okay, so I'm taking Renault as my engine if I have to choose an engine for my pit stops and strategy. Who are you taking I'm... for your engine? Or are you just doing pit stops? I'm doing pit stops. Okay, I'm taking Ferrari. Okay, good, good on you. Um, I. I they are the memes of the F1 universe. So good, like, fine, that's fair. I have a team principle and strategy left. Yep. Um, so give me a for uh, principle, I'm going to take, uh, I don't want to take Bonato. I don't think that he's the worst principle. Uh, give me uh, Otmar Snap now. <laughs> I think he's mm-hmm. he's a he's a goober. He's a fool. So I'll take him as my principal and just mess up everything there, and then get booted out of the team after a few years. Yep. For my team principal, give me Gunter Steiner. Yeah, he's not going to build any team chemistry with that. He's just going <laughs> to. Berate everyone it's, who's it's his hell. He's I'm putting him back with Nikita and Mick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> his God. worst nightmare. They're, they're going to kill each other. Um, and I guess uh so rounding this out, I'm going to take strategy wise, Nick, give me who am I gonna take? You've already taken Ferrari. Uh I think I have to go Haas. Ha I have to go Haas with their strategy and pit stops. I I don't know anyone else who fumbles pit stops like Ferrari, but because they work so closely together and they have so many engine parts that Haas and Ferrari share, it, the Ferrari strategy has rubbed off on Gunter. So I, I think I have to just take Haas for my worst team. Mm-hmm. And for my engine, which is my final thing, you already know it. Some may call it Oppenheimer. Others may call it an engine. It's the Ferrari engine. 
Yeah, see, it's still fast. That's that's my problem. That's why I couldn't take it for for <sighs> these for these regulations. Like Ferrari builds a nice engine. Might not be reliable, but it's fast and will at least get you to the front and a podium each year. No, it won't. Yeah, well, Ferrari's been on. The... It's taking you. Has Ferrari been on a podium this year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Leclerc. Um, has Leclerc been on a podium this year? I know Carlos Sainz has. Okay. So that, that counts. That's a Ferrari engine. All right. Well, yeah. well, I'm going to enjoy being at the back of the grid with you. We can have a Haas Williams fight like they did last year when they were both back markers. And. <clears throat> We are going to, we might only last enough one, one year, Nick, with all the money that we will spend on our drivers crashing and costing us money and not rising up the, the ranks, but it will be fun to hang out with you on the back of the grid each week. Yep. Likewise, I will get ready to see you there. Sounds good. All right, Nick, anything else before we close it out today? I do not have anything else. Okay. Well, thanks for hopping on this call. I will see you next week after the Hungaro ring and possibly Mercedes upgrades that they brought to Silverstone actually working out this week. Yep. All right. Well, well, with that, uh, your engine is running out of electricity, Nick. I need you to box, 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 box. Retire the car, retire the car.